Good morning. Turn with me in your Bibles back to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We'll be beginning with verse 25. We're kind of uh, ending uh, this discourse that Christ has been on for several chapters in just preparing His disciples for what's about to happen. Um, next, uh, next week we'll start uh, in John 17, one of the most beautiful chapters in all of Scripture where Jesus prays for His disciples. And it's just an incredible section of Scripture. Um, but this morning, He's finishing His dialogue talking to His disciples before He then talks to His Father concerning figures of speech. But will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in My name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father Himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Again, this is him closing the discourse. And I want us to look at this morning, because of Christ's work, we know God and have access to God because of God's enduring love for us in Christ. So the first thing I want us to notice is that because of God's enduring love, we have received knowledge and access to God. Jesus continues to care for His disciples by veiling His speech in mystery. He says in verse 25, I've said these things to you in figures of speech. Jesus is, is telling them, and He's kind of told them this several times during this discourse, that He's holding back. He's, he's telling them what they need to know. He's telling them that things are about to get very difficult for them. And yet, and yet it's going to be okay. Even though he's, he's holding back. He's holding back all that there is for them to know. Right? He's, he's speaking in, in a veil of mystery. That, that He's not saying, hey look, you're going to get nails, or I'm going to get nails in the hands. Okay? Before that though, they're going to put me on trial, the crowd's going to scream crucify me. Before that, they're going to have tortured me with a whip. And then I'm going to go to the cross and I'm going to die. And then I'm going to be buried. You're going to bury me. And then three days later, I'm going to come back to life. He's not speaking that plainly to them 
Yet, it's not time for them to understand that. But He wants them to know, you're going to know more. You're going to have more revealed to you. Back in verse 12, you remember He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He's saying you're going to know them. You know, sometimes it's important for us to know that we don't know. It's important for us to know that there are things that we don't know. Take, for instance, your doctor. If you had your choosing of a doctor, and that doctor were to say, you know what, I'm so glad I'm done with medical school. Close the book, pass the boards. I never have to open another book. I never have to read another article on care. How many of you would want to go see that doctor? Absolutely not. Right? Because you know things are constant. There's a lot your doctor doesn't know when he gets out of medical school. And, and, and even more important than that, do you realize the medical advancements that's going to take place in the lifespan of a doctor? So I want a doctor that is confident of what he does know, but also very humble about what he doesn't know. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to stir in the disciples' heart. For them, yes, because He knows that they, He said that they're believers. We have confession that these guys are believers. But they don't know it all. If we were to look into Christ's words, we would see that their belief is quite immature. That it has some growing to do. And Jesus wants them to know, you don't know it all. You know very little. But when all this goes down, you're going, I'm going to be able to speak to you plainly. You're going to be able to see exactly what's happening here. Jesus assures them that there's going to come a day when all will be revealed. In verse 12, He says, The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In the redemptive work of Christ that is now upon the disciples that they're about to watch unfold is a great unveiling of God. It is an unveiling of what has been veiled in the Old Testament. And even partially, of course, veiled to the disciples in Christ's continued cryptic language. And it is a veil that's only removed in Christ. Look at what 1 Corinthians 3.14 says, But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Hebrews 1, uh, Hebrews opens with this verse, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. With Christ's finished work, it becomes an unveiling to the world about the knowledge of God. The event itself, it unveils the great holiness of God, right? And His willingness to kill His own Son because of sin. 
And yet it reveals this great love of God that it's not that He's choosing to pour it out on His Son and not mankind. So we see this great revealing in this, in this one instance in history of the great holiness and the great love of God. Christian, what a, a glorious gift we've been given in the knowledge of the holy. To have the veil the veil that is laid over so many eyes lifted in Christ. We might plainly know the Father. But Jesus goes farther, further than just talking about the knowledge of God. The knowledge of His Father. He says that they will actually gain access to the Father. Look what it says in verse 26 through 28. In that day you'll ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father Himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I come from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. And now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. This is, this is really important. I think this is a really important verse that Christ wants to clear up a misconception. And that is that as He takes this office of mediator between God and man, we may be tempted to think that there remains this great gulf between us and the Father. That, that Jesus is like the friend who's passing notes in grade school because we're too nervous to, to talk to that girl, and so he's the mediator, and, and it's just too much for us to go, that there's this great gulf between us and this girl. In the same way, we think because of God's holiness, there's this great gulf that we can't possibly cross. It's as it, and I know I've kind of belabored this point in recent months in these scriptures, but I want to say it again. Uh, we, we view, it's almost like, like God the Father is this, this Father that is just not real crazy about us. That He's not real fond of us because of our sin. And that, and that He's like an earthly Father that when we do something wrong, He just shuts us out. And then maybe we have, uh, maybe our mom or our brother maybe goes to, to Dad and kind of talks dad down back into kind of letting us back into dad's life and and i think if we're not careful when 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 christ talks about hey you got to go in, in in my name we think that that there's this great gulf between the 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 father and us that there's no love there and what jesus says hey you're not you don't have to go just because it's in my name I want you to know something that the Father Himself absolutely loves you. He loves you. Why does He love us? Because we have loved Christ and have believed that He came from God. Our love and belief in Christ has made us in Christ, which means... We are brought into that love that the Father has for the Son. And so, 
that gulf does not remain between us and the Father. It's been repaired in Christ if you are in Christ. If you've come to that moment in your life where you have believed and loved Christ His Son, that gulf is no longer there. As we talked about last week, you have access to the Father. I love these words. Jesus says, look, me and the Father absolutely love you. And you have access to the Father. 